This is Jeff, and I'm here with Mira Blend. And I'm here with Rudra Trividi. And I hope yeah. I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Rudra yeah. Trividi. And he is an Unreal Engine developer. I know last week we had someone that was using Unity, and uh, I probably betrayed some of our listeners. And now we're back <laughs> here with a real Unreal Engine developer. So, Rudra, why don't you introduce yourself and um, tell us a little bit on your background and how you got into Unreal Engine. Sure. Um, hello, everyone. Um, Rudra Trivedi, and uh, currently I'm working as an Unreal Engine developer in a company called Enhanced Digital. So my journey actually starts back in high school, which when I really just got into you know programming and stuff. At first, I didn't really think about making games or anything in particular, but uh, then. I was always a gamer when, like, since my early days of childhood, I used to game a lot, and so did, so did my father. <laughs> that that's where it stemmed from. So that's uh, great. Yeah, so I had this great influence of you know gaming on my life in like almost every aspect, and then um, I realized that I could you know make a living out of making games, which is pretty sounds pretty cool, right? So that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, uh, let's go on. And then I went to college and got my degree in computer science for undergrad. And then I was like, okay, I know the basic stuff now, but I don't really want to, you know, continue computer science. Let's just focus on gaming. So yeah. I came here to US and did my master's in game science and design. That's so, great. And where did you where did you get your master's at? Uh, I did my master's in uh, Northeastern. Uh, in Boston. Oh, okay. Yeah. In Boston. Yeah. yeah. So I'm currently in Boston right now. Oh, so you're in, you're you're actually in Boston. Okay, I'm I'm here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. uh, so I um, my my background too is from animation and entertainment, and I kind of fell into gaming. Uh, and once I started using Unreal Engine, I just was hooked. I couldn't couldn't look back after that. It was it was really like one of those like life changing moments. Uh -huh. um so so what are some of the things that uh that you like about the engine and and uh why did you choose unreal engine over say unity or, or other so uh i was not uh an unreal engine purist per se uh you know okay. like dip my toes and all the game engines i could like you know uh, along the way but uh -huh. I, you know recently you know as you said <laughs> i had this you know feeling like well okay unreal is the thing to go you know go for mm -hmm. like it's so powerful and like i can do stuff even outside of gaming like you know if, if i can if i want to i can you know try virtual film as they call it like the virtual yeah, film thing virtual production yeah, yeah virtual production virtual production yeah. so i was like yeah okay cool so i don't have like there are no limits like to what i can do using this engine so you know i might start getting you know I wouldn't say becoming an expert, but <laughs> getting good at this yeah. engine so that I can, you know, dip my toe in whatever I want in future. So that's what I like recently, I guess, like last year, I started focusing solely on Unreal Engine just because of this purpose. And right. Yeah, but I never lost touch with Unity, though, because it's it's a beautiful engine. You can't deny that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, and I and I haven't. I, I haven't. And we had a guest last week who's designing an entire game in, in Unity. So. Oh, wow. So I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not definitely not here to, to bash Unity, but I'm, yeah. but I am here to tout uh, 
how much I love using Unreal Engine and, and all of its benefits. It's it's pretty remarkable. Are you what um do you focus more on C or are you more visual with blueprints? Uh, so my previous role where I worked as a C++ programmer, it was only C++. But mm-hmm. recently, my my role, so my role allows me to you know work with uh, different aspects of the engine. So mostly I work with blueprints, but I try okay. to you know, try to convert the blueprints into C++ just for the sake of performance, you know. Yeah, I mean at least when you like when you start the project, do you do you create your project? as C++ and then you just use blueprints when when needed type of thing? Uh, so for now, uh, we do most, so I'll give you an example. We're currently doing um, a project for a company which is gonna show it in an expo. So mm-hmm. there are like changes along the way, the client's not sure about that. So I can't, you know, I just don't go with C++ at the start. I just go with blueprints. And then okay. you know, once everything is in place, I can you know, probably um, convert it into C++ if needed. Yeah, like if you need something from from a class or something that's particularly, um, it's just easier to to get all, you know, by using a C plus plus, basically, correct? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so so great. And where did um, where did you are you self taught with your programming, or how did you learn your C plus plus programming? Uh, so I did my undergrad in computer science. That's okay. where. That's what that was the first time I did object oriented programming. But in school, we did a little bit of C, not C, but C. And then, yeah, uh, same here. Yeah. So that was like, I, I, I got annoyed when I was learning C, like, I hated C. <laughs> but then, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, you know, growing up, and then I learned a little bit of Java after that. And then I was like, okay, programming is cool. I was just going hard, hard on it. And then in college, they had all this C and object-oriented programming and then i was like whoa okay <laughs> i'm not what using was anything one, of your, one of your first uh games that you made uh with c plus plus what's the one you, even if it's like your own private project what's one of where are you more like rpg or like an rpg type game or third so, person uh definitely not you know rpg because you know i go for like small prototypes and stuff so you know how it goes okay. right you pick up a project yeah, yeah. and then it just doesn't end up finishing so like i try to you know scope myself but that's why i keep it small so like go with platformers or puzzles like that but yes. i also work with uh i used to work with i should say uh ar and vr so nice yeah so that was like I have a lot of projects on that, unfinished and finished, both on my side. So, like, you know, that's uh, that. That's what I used to work on. But my first C++, uh, I would say I followed a YouTube tutorial for Unreal Engine back in 2017, I guess, where... I don't remember. I should credit them, but I don't remember. Was it vir- Virtuous? Virtuous or Virtuous? Virtuous? Uh, I don't think so. I should Virtus go. Uh, it's it's just weird. I should probably like you know. I sh- they should be oh, credited. That's all right. Probably I'll send you the link so that you can you know add the credits somewhere on the podcast. But they okay. posted posted a tutorial for Unreal Engine Mastery, which in- included a multiplayer game uh, and a normal game. Like, you know, it was first oh, person. Yeah, so that was like my first experience with C++ and Unreal. 
before that, uh, it was all Unity and C Sharp, you know, like working on small AR projects using Vuforia or, you know, platformer following Brackies. Brackies is like the Bible for Unity. So, okay, cool. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And um, what's your um, what games are you currently playing now? Are you are you in any campaigns right now? Or and are are you a console or are you strictly PC gamer? Uh, so answering the last question first um I'm like, yeah. I'm, yeah like i like to play on both the platforms but i played played you know pc growing up so pc uh-huh. is like you know more i don't know I, i'm connected yeah. to pc more than consoles but definitely like both both of them and uh currently i'm actually playing hades i did finish the game but if you know about the game it's a roguelike by supergiant and it's absolutely uh-huh. beautiful game, beautiful, beautiful RPG dungeon crawler. And it's so they've built it that you can replay it like how many times you like it. And like the story gets better and there is a lot of stuff to do even after you finish the game. So, oh, it's that's just, good. yeah, so I, I would highly recommend like everyone listening and you to play that game. It's, it's just beautiful game. Like I haven't, you know, been so obsessed with a game in recent time but yeah i'll have to check it out i uh i have not played that game so i appreciate the recommendation sure you, sh- you should definitely okay. check it out asap yeah no i i will um so when you when you started out is is one of your one of your goals to get with a with a like a larger gaming company say blizzard or activision like um, that? yeah so my <laughs> my company was Avalanche, my go-to company uh-huh. was Avalanche because uh, Just Cause 2 was one of the games which you know inspired me most to become a game developer, game programmer. Just yeah. Because, yeah, I know, right? Such a beautiful game. So it's it's like, I don't know, there's something about that game which they made it so beautiful that the freedom of the game, the mechanics, even though they are like, you know, overkill, but it's it's there and you just have fun playing that game. So that was like, oh, I want to work with this company and make what they are making and be a part of it. So, oh, that's great. Yeah, and um, and what what are some of your responsibilities with Thunder Engine now with Enhance? Like, what what's a typical day for you, Rudra? Uh, so there's no like defined responsibilities for me right now. So it's like I'm oh, all right. over the place. And I understand. The, totally depends on like project to projects as i said we're working on an expo right now so uh, i have to make i would say an experience which allows you to you know um, showcase a product virtually where i have to like you know manage the ui uh, basically manage the different you know controls like inputs and stuff and then if needed i also have to like you know delve into materials and then adjust you know the textures and that sometimes yeah. but that's like we have an art team so like if i want to you know uh delegate the process i can to them okay but other than that i mean you could be wearing a lot of hats it sounds like yeah uh, so, so it's it's pretty this project yeah. is being pretty chill for now but uh if they require that i i need to you know do something else then i have to because there's like no particular description of this position well, that's great. It, it sounds like a sounds like a good company. Well, congrats on on that. And so, yeah, you, you. you got your education. Um, 
and then you you're actually using Unreal Engine every day for your job. So that's a that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like if you think about it, like I wish to live this life, and I'm living it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's again. I I really I do congratulate you. That's there's a lot of people that um, one of the things why I wanted to do this podcast was to inspire people to to use the engine. And if you want to make games, to either make your own games or possibly work with someone, but um, but to not, you know, stop creating. You know, I mean, to you know, and to be able to do that and to get paid for it is is fantastic. Exactly, it's just beautiful. Like as I said, that the things you can do with this engine, and even you know, people who are not into programming, who don't like programming, are just you know trying out the engine. They have made it so, you know, that anyone can, you know, there's a learning curve, but anyone can, you know, deep dive into it and make stuff, which is just, you know, beautiful. And then put yeah, it Yeah, and I think, oh, man, I, I completely agree. And I think even in the last two years, the animation for me, mm -hmm. um, you know, they came out with the, the new rig uh, not too long ago. I mean, what you're able to do with animation uh, within the engine I mean, I'm just surprised there's not more um, features or, or even television shows like 100% like animated within the engine. Um, it seems to be more in Europe than in the States. Um, mm -hmm. I could be wrong. But that's what I'm I'm noticing. A lot of the shorts and stuff I see online are, are not done in, uh, here in the U.S. They're done overseas. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, mm -hmm. do you have any... Um, do you do you like to use the engine for for animation at all, or, or are you just more like platforming and that type of thing? Yeah, so I'm basically on the other side of the spectrum. So animation is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> animation isn't the thing like I have done a lot. I guess like yeah, sometimes yeah. when you have to make do. I used to do yeah. that in Unity when there's no animator on the team just for small projects. But you know, I just sure. try not to. <laughs> You know, bash my head around it unless. No, it's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is uh, I see how important um, you know you are though as a programmer. So it's it's really a thing in gaming where both are just as important. You know, having that the timing and the animation sense, and then also having someone like yourself that can really get in on the back end and do the programming. Um, you know, it's just as important. Um, yeah, what are some of the things that you do to keep yourself sharp with your programming? Uh, so if you want to, you know, just keep yourself um, you know, practicing C++ and the mm -hmm. concepts, you know, get better at the language overall, apart from gaming or yep. any game engine, I would say just solve lead code or any other similar, you know, programming exercises, which forces yeah. you to you know, think about data structures and how the language actually works. So sometimes you need to solve a problem yet you can, you know, understand like basically solving more problems will help you get comfortable with the language itself. And yeah. I'm actually reading a few books uh, all at the same time, which I shouldn't be doing, but I, oh, would, good. Yeah, I, would, I would let me just, so one of them is called Effective Modern C++. It's by Scott Myers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, other one is uh, 
effective STL, which is by Scott Myers too. So uh, these are the books I'm trying to read right now in C++, just to, you know, try to understand the lower level mechanism and, you know, get better at all that stuff. It helps me, helps me as a developer a lot. And, and do you ever get asked a lot about, like, the stack or the heap or any memory? Do you guys have to deal with memory issues at all or any of that? Uh, so in this role, particularly not, but, you know, I, I usually interview as a gameplay programmer or a game programmer, and that's the most asked question, I would say. Like, I know. That's yeah. why I'm asking. <laughs> literally, it's always like, you could, uh, I, I don't know what it is, but it, it has to be the number one interview question. I know, right? What is the stack and the heap and what you would do to allocate uh, memory leaks and anyways um, yeah, I, I just I find that I should be saying this but I recently interviewed with Apple I, I don't know there's like confident confidentiality in this interview um, um, I don't remember them saying that but he did okay. ask me a lot of question about heap and stack and there's like they were totally focused on that and I spent like half an hour yeah like, just talking to like them I thought it this. was weird like I'm like yeah. I, I've gone through interviews where I'm like well I know this entire language. I'm doing all this stuff in games. Yeah. And and they literally like it it's like almost an obsession, I think, with interviewers with, with Stack and Heap. I, I don't know. Could be could know. be wrong. Yeah. But that's that's um, the beauty of C plus plus, you know, low level memory management. So <laughs> they're not gonna leave it. It's just crazy. <laughs> so um man, right here, you're a funny guy. Man. It's so it's so nice to meet you today. So uh, in Oh, thank you. And in Boston, uh, I'm, I'm sure you know in LA. I mean, there's there is a big gaming thing in Santa Monica and LA and mm-hmm. and that. But how how's the gaming community there in, in Boston? Are there a lot of gaming companies or? Oh, there are. Like so, to my surprise, there are a lot. I wasn't expecting, you know, when I came to Boston that there's there's going to be a gaming scene, huge gaming scene here, but. There are like yeah. mid-sized companies to small indie companies. Like it's all over the place in Boston. And Harmonix, if you know, is like the most popular, I would say, which uh, which stems from Boston. Uh-huh. They make it our hero and all those games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I also got to know about the companies from an event called Boston Fig, which mm-hmm. happens in Harvard, which is a celebration of like indie gaming. So indie developers come here and, you know, Oh, that's great. So, yeah, I just I just realized how many companies there are in Boston, and then Boston has a good gaming scene. That's fantastic, because I, I, I guess I'm limited, where I just thought, oh, like L.A. and maybe like Seattle, you know, like the two are, are real big with gaming. But, uh, it, you know, it's it's such a huge industry. Of course, there's there's gaming companies everywhere, I would take it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I actually also found that there's a huge scene in Texas for gaming too. <laughs> I was, I was just gonna say Texas. Yes, yeah. I know, right? It's it's just yeah. I I think there's something. So uh, I I'm not sure about this rule, but Texas the state government does subsidize your I don't know business <laughs> there for some reason, and that's why I guess yeah. there's so many companies. Yeah, I think they're really good if you're if you're a startup or you're a new company. Yeah, it's a great it's a great state to get started with or or to move to. Definitely. Uh, you don't have to quote me on that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I've noticed that too. I've noticed that in a, in a few. So, um, well, fantastic. Um, are you, are you doing any independent games right now on your own? Um, so, um, I talked about my you know, favorite game right now, Hades, and, uh, you know, that fired me up to do something similar, which I haven't done ever, which is making an RPG, uh, hack and slash. Yes. So, so I'm trying to, you know, get my hands dirty on that, but I'm not promising anything because I know you once you start the project, you know, how it ends up, you know, it just, you just leave yeah. it for like three months and then you come back to it as like, <laughs> I don't even remember where I left off. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very difficult. Uh, yeah, I mean to to finish a, you know, you start it, but you want to finish it. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's, and uh, that's why I just don't make any false promises to myself. But you know, I'm trying to get my hands dirty with those mechanics and uh, those type of games, just to okay. Yeah, great. And that and that's the um. And that's the genre that you're you're going to, similar to the Hades game. Yeah, so it's going to be like RPG hack and slash kind of genre. So, oh, great! I'll um, I'll definitely download that on Steam tonight. <laughs> oh, Hades for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've got a new game to play now, so that's yeah. great. Yeah, definitely check that out. It's a, such a beautiful game. Like I cannot stop talking about that game once once I start. So in Story-wise, like, what can you go into the story a little bit? Like, what about about Hades? Yeah, like, what's the? I, I just don't know the background. I mean, I'm looking on the Steam page. I don't really. I just so, see that you're the, you know, obviously the god of the dead, and you're. It's a hack and slash. But you said like the story changes as you play, or or, or what's what's happening? So it's it's a roguelike and procedurally generated dungeon crawler. So. You you pl- actually play as the son of Hades. And oh, okay. Your, you, your goal is to escape uh, the underworld. That's your goal. And yeah. the way they have made this game and the uh, Greek mythological lore they've integrated into this, it's like it's just yes. very interesting. Like from design to like the story to the mechanics, it's like it all blends in so beautifully that you just you know can't, can't you know. <laughs> can't stop playing that game and uh, you basically like try to get out of the chambers and like each chamber is like procedurally generated so you never know what's gonna be the next one so you have like random encounters you have like random story encounters you have like random boss encounters so that's how the gameplay proceeds and i don't want to spoil it because okay but there's a goal there's a reason you want to leave the underworld and that that's oh okay that has been told in the game eventually so like you have to play it so it's roguelike so you have to start all over again if you die in the middle so yeah so if you have to die for the story to progress so like (laughs) and there's no way you would you would make it like out in the first or second time or like even the third time so Uh you keep on dying you keep on being respawned at the start and then you know more about the story you have like more, every time you die, you have different interactions with different characters who have like their own oh, personalities. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. That's great. Well, um, well, hey, Ruger, thank thank you for coming on today. Um,